You're listening to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues don't just go away magically for Christians. So let's have an honest conversation about what it's like to be born again and anxious. Well, hey, welcome back. Glad that you are here if you're joining us for the very first time. I'm so glad that you tuned in. My name is Adam Reynolds, and I am your host for the Born Again Anxious podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about social media, right? Something that I think uh, nearly all of us uh, have and nearly all of us use. Um, But it's also one of those things that is, I think, causing way more anxiety and mental health uh, issues than we realize. But before we talk about that, i got a couple of just important announcements that I want to make. The first one is this. For those of you who are uh, tuning back in, who have been listening, who have been joining us on this journey, uh, thank you so, so much for doing that. Uh, I would ask you to do this. Uh, Share this with someone who you think uh, might might be interested in it. Share it with somebody who you think might need to hear the things that we are talking about. Um, one of the ways you can do that is go over to Facebook and go to our um, our Facebook group, Born Again Anxious. Just search for that on um, uh, on on Facebook. Find us in there. Join the group. I know it is kind of funny. Uh, the the irony does not escape me. Uh, that, that I'm talking today about how social media can be bad for your uh, mental health, and I'm telling you to go join a group on Facebook, right? Um, so, I, so I understand that, but um, we'll, we'll get more into that later. Uh, so do that. Join that group. Uh, share. Share with your friends uh, this, this podcast and, uh, and do that whatever podcast platform you're on. Speaking of pod- podcast platforms, um, this is kind of my second thing, uh, is that I just saw today that we are finally on uh, Apple Podcasts. So you can finally listen to us uh, through that player on that, that platform. Um, Apple sometimes takes a little bit longer to get approval, but we finally, we got it. Um, so do that. Um, and one thing I will say also is, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, leave us a leave us a, a rating and uh, and and comment on on that on uh, Apple or on Google or uh, whatever whatever platform you listen on. Um, those sorts of things help help us out to uh, to be able to uh, get the word out about this podcast. Um, So anyway, that's all the announcements I've got. Let's talk about social media. I remember back in, I think it was 2009, I was doing college ministry at the time, and uh, and I remember there was this thing called Twitter, right? And nobody had really figured out Twitter yet at that point. Uh, we're we're all just kind of trying to to figure out you know how can how can we use this and and what are the good things about it and I remember the uh, the founder of Twitter uh, I remember this this quote from him and it'll always stick with me and he said Twitter is the social media platform that you didn't know you needed until you had it 
right? Is this idea of like you didn't know what was missing until until you had it, and then you went, oh yeah, hey, this is this is cool, and I kind of like this. Um, well, fast forward to 2020, right? Social media is a, um, a, a an ingrained part of our culture. I mean, there there was a time when I think people thought ah, social media is a fad, right? And it'll 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 come and then it'll go, and we'll be on to something else and whatever. Um, I remember when Facebook first started, right? And it started with just college students, and then it expanded beyond that. Uh, people were saying, "Oh, it's just a fad, and it's it's not it's not really um, gonna gonna take off." Well, look at what Facebook has become now. Or you know, you look at Twitter or Instagram, right? Like, really, Instagram? I'm just gonna snap pictures and and share them with people. Who who wants to see? That well, the the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and so many others uh, have have become a mainstay in our culture. Right now, here's here's the deal with social media. Um, social media can be great. It allows me to connect with uh, friends and and family. Uh, that I don't get to see often in person. Uh, it makes for a really easy way to uh, stay connected with uh, with people. Um, I can get on and, and see what's going on. I can share pictures of uh, you know I have two daughters, and so I can I can share pictures with our family of uh, of what's going on with them. Um, it it really is. There are some good things about it. Uh, but just like anything else, there are also some some negatives and some pitfalls and some things that we have to be careful with. Um, y- you know, I think that especially during this, and look, I'm not getting into politics, uh, but in 2016, um, social media played a role in our presidential election here in America. Um in a way that it never had before, right? And a lot of that was um, was negative. And I'm not talking about the outcome of the election, or, or you know, um, because frankly, you may have thought either social media was really negative or really positive based on on your opinion on how the election turned out. Um, but I'm thinking more of of what I saw in our culture and the negative impact it had, had there and the divisiveness that it brought, right? Um, because we, we, look, we were already in this place where we were on a 24-7 news cycle, right? Like we, we are always on. We can access news anytime we want. Uh, but now it's right in front of us. Like we, we, can't, we can't get on to check out uh, what's going on with uh, you know our cousin in Ohio uh, without also seeing being bombarded with things about politics and about um, corruption and about negative news that's happening in the world and this tragedy or that tragedy or, or whatever right and so it's all just kind of come to the forefront. And for those who, who struggle with mental health issues, 
uh, like myself, it can be dangerous. I mean, I'll just be honest. There are times when I look at uh, look at something on Facebook, and I can feel my anxiety level rising. Right, and there are times when I I can just get into the zone and just mindlessly scroll through Facebook or through Twitter, and um, and afterwards I feel worse than when uh, than when I started. Uh, so today. Uh, I just want to give you some some tips, some some advice on on maybe how we can how we can have how social media can have less of an anxious impact on us. And my guess is that this this is good for those who who deal with depression or or anxiety in a clinical sense. Um, or some other mental health issue. But my guess is that this is probably good for just anybody in general uh, on, on how, to, um, how to bring our anxiety levels down a little bit. Remember about two or three years ago, uh, I came across this guy. His name's Tristan Harris. Uh, and Tristan Harris worked for a, uh, a tech company. Um, and, and he kind of had this this shift in thinking um, a number of years ago, um, looking with a critical eye at what uh, what technology is is doing to us, right? And let's just be clear: I I am not one to um, to poo poo on um, technology or poo poo on social media. Like like there are definitely good things about it. And I know like the church family that I uh, am a part of, uh, we are able to use social media in a positive way. And so there's always ways to, um, to use it positive, but you always have to watch for kind of that, that dark, dark underbelly, really, that, that those things creeping in the corners. And that's, that's what Tristan Harris was, was warning about. Um, and he was he was warning about he was going hey guys we, we need to look at this um, you know he he talks about tech how um, in his opinion he says it's it's downgrading humans uh, it's causing us to um, it's it, it, it our minds have been hijacked by our phones in in some ways right your your technology is hijacking your mind. And so we need to be aware of the ways that technology is impacting us. So Harris created this thing called Time Well Spent, this, this movement um, that we, uh, we need to spend our time well and we need to understand how this technology around us is impacting us. And so today, that's kind of what I want to uh, want to look at. Uh, you know, one of the things that I remember reading is that they've done scans of your brain. Uh, you know how when you're on your your app, whether it's Facebook or Twitter uh, or Instagram, and you, you're on your, your feed on each one of those apps, and you pull down uh, on the, the public feed, and there's that little wheel that spins at the, at the top to show you that it's loading. Right, and depending on your connection, it, it may 
show up just for a moment, um, or if you have a poor connection, it may show up a little longer. Well, they've done studies uh, where they've done scans of people's brains when they are uh, pulling down on that, they're swiping down. And what they've found is the same part of the brains, uh, same part of your brain that lights up when you pull down on that um, are the same parts of your brain that light up when you are pulling down the lever on a slot machine and you're waiting. See, there, there's there's something um, that they have, have tapped into and, and Harris, Harris says that designers are aware of this. Uh, designers know that this is going on. Their goal is to keep you in the app and so if they can, can draw you in a little bit uh, then they've done their job. Well, it's the same thing as gambling. Why does gambling draw people in? Because there's something addictive about it, and there can be something addictive about social media. So, what do we do? Like, what what do we what do we do to reverse this? Uh, is the answer to just get off all social media? Well, maybe. Or maybe not. See, here's, here's the thing. There are some people who I would say definitely, yes, you need to get off social media, maybe permanently, or maybe just for, for a time. Maybe you just need to take a break. But I also think there are ways that we can uh, act with things that we can put into place uh, that we can still be on it, but we can be more mindful of our time. The first thing is simply this. Just be aware that this is happening at all. Uh, pay attention when you are on social media to when you read an article or you read um, you read something uh, that someone posts or, or whatever. Pay attention to how that makes you feel. Like, like, like what sort of reaction do you have inside you. Here's the other thing about social media is that the algorithms um, are set up in such a way that it knows what we like, it knows what draws us in, and it knows what will keep us coming back for more. And so there's, there's this thing called uh, confirmation bias, right? Uh, where where you are going to seek out things to confirm your belief. And when you seek those things out and you feel as though your belief is confirmed, then you are strengthened in your belief, right? Well, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, um, they, they know this. And so they show you things in your feed um, that that fit what you want to see, right? Like, do you ever wonder why on social media um, you can find so much proof for your position, right? I've heard people say this before, especially when it comes to politics. Well, everybody I know, and then fill in the blank with whatever, well, of course they do. Because that's how the algorithm is set up. It's set up to show you things that you agree with, to keep you coming back for more. And so I think just being aware 
of those things is is the first step. I remember, I think it was 2012, it was during the presidential election then, and I remember there being a whole bunch of back and forth and mudslinging like there is in, in most presidential elections. And I remember this, and it's just a silly little plug-in for Chrome, uh, but it was this plugin for Chrome that had um, all these different keywords, and and I could add my own keywords. But when I was on Facebook in the Chrome browser, any time a post would show up with one of those words, so it was like um, you know Republican, Democrat, uh, politics. Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. Anytime any one of those words would show up, it would replace that post with a picture, with a random picture of a cat. And that sounds really ridiculous, right? But here's the deal. I, I didn't miss out on any vital information because of that. And seeing all those pictures of cats in my Facebook feed honestly just kind of made me laugh. See, the, another thing that, that social media feeds on is this fear of missing out, FOMO, right? And, and it manifests itself in all sorts of different ways, uh, but, but this fear of missing out could be, oh no, I'm going to miss out on what's going on in the world. Uh, this showed up, man, this showed up a ton for me uh, in March and April uh, with, with COVID. Um, because I, you know, I, I lead a church family, and um, it felt like every day in March and April, uh, things were changing and, and wanted to stay up. And so I would tell myself, well, I need to stay up with what's going on. But we reached a point where we were just hearing the exact same thing over and over and over again, and there was nothing really new coming out. But the fear of missing out, FOMO, uh, kicked in in my brain. And so I would be on Facebook checking things, watching updates, watching what our governor was saying, right? And he eventually said the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but that's, that's what happens. I have this fear of missing out, and we need to fight back against that. Uh, it could be fear of missing out with what's going on with my family and my, my loved ones, right? Well, I got to, what, what, if, what if something happens to somebody? I got to... I gotta, um, I gotta know. I, I don't want to miss out on that, right? Here's the deal. Um, if and this may sound harsh, but but it's true. Um, if we, if I need to know, somebody's gonna let me know. Like if if we have a deep enough relationship, um, somebody's somebody's gonna contact me. You're gonna contact me and let me know. And frankly. If, if you expect me to get on Facebook and keep up tabs on you and that's the only way that you're going to alert me is through a public post on Facebook that, that something is going on, frankly, I don't know how deep our relationship really is. And that may sound, that may sound harsh, but I think it's true and I, I think that it's something that we have to get past uh, when when we are trying to eliminate anxiety on social media. 
you know, and it could just be the fear of missing out of what other people are saying about you. Um, which, you know, again, we've talked about how anxiety lies. Uh, anxiety thrives off of off of these little lies that are that are told, and so so we have to um, get past this idea that oh no somebody might be saying something about me. Maybe they might, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to be okay. So fear of missing out is this huge thing that we've got to. We've got to recognize and we've got to call out when it comes to social media. So what, what are some really practical things that we can do? Because there's not a one-size-fits-all here. Some people need to leave social media. Some people don't need to be on social media. Um, you know, I've, I've heard it said before that that social media is a global broadcasting network. Your Facebook page is a global broadcasting network, and not everyone is up to the challenge of leading a global broadcasting network. I mean, isn't that the truth, right? There's some of us that just need to get off of Facebook. So maybe that's your answer. Maybe your answer is to take some time away. You know, from a, from a Christian perspective, uh, the idea of fasting is is a good thing, uh, but not just fasting for fasting's sake. Uh, fasting to uh, connect with God in a in a deeper way to hear the voice of God, and sometimes that's what social media does: is it can block out uh, block out how God is trying to speak, and so maybe. Maybe you need to take some time away from it. Maybe you need to modify how, how you use it. Maybe you need to take apps off of your phone and you only check it on your desktop, right? Or maybe, maybe you need to um, put restrictions into place on, on your laptop or your desktop, right? Um, that whatever browser you use, you need to set limits and you need to say, okay, I can only do X amount of minutes of social media every day. And once I reach that limit, it, it shuts me down and I, I literally can't get on there. Maybe that's what you need to do. Um, maybe you need to um, get creative and come up with some other things. I'll tell you one thing I did. Um, if you look at my Facebook uh, app on my phone, uh, or if you get on, on the desktop and look at the website, uh, you will see hardly any people in my newsfeed uh, because I've unfollowed the majority of, uh, of my friends, right? The majority of pages that I that I like. I mean, I can still go and see updates from people, but I actually have to search it out. I have to make an extra step. Uh, and honestly, I only really ever do that if there's something important that I need to check up on, right? Because it is. It's just one extra step that I've that I've got to um, got to do, and it's just 
enough to kind of change my habits a little bit, right? Maybe, maybe you need to, on your app, uh, you need to sign out every time that you get off of Facebook because it's that one extra step to sign back in. And so you think to yourself, okay, do I really need to be on this right now? Maybe, maybe you need to um, unfriend or unfollow some people. Uh, like I was saying with the how I've unfriended uh, every, not unfriended, excuse me, unfollowed uh, almost every one of my friends. Uh, I mean, I follow my wife on Facebook and I follow um, a couple other close family members, uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, because look, here's the deal. I am friends with uh, people with a lot of different viewpoints. And one of the things I learned through COVID is this, man, there are a lot of varied opinions, right? And so I would get bombarded with, um, you know, the virus is a hoax. No, the virus is really serious. This doctor found this. No, this doctor found this. Well, you know, my boyfriend's, uh, my boyfriend's uh, daughter's uncle's mother, whatever, you know, somewhere down the line, uh, they said this. Or, I read this thing on Facebook that says this. And let's be honest, a lot of those on either side aren't credible. Um, a lot of them are, are false. And so just eliminate those things. Like if that is an issue and that causes you anxiety, click the unfollow button. Here's the great thing about unfollowing uh, as opposed to uh, unfriending. People don't know that you don't follow them. Like they'll have no idea. And so you're not subjected to all of these things that bring anxiety and it preserves your relationship with them, right? Um, they're not going, wait, why did you unfriend me? Here's, here's the point with this. There's not a one size fits all. You need to put things into your life and your routine that are good for you. Right? It's kind of like it's kind of like your stomach. If you just eat candy bars and potato chips all the time, that's not healthy for you. The same is true with your mind. If all you're doing is putting junk in, um, then junk's gonna come out, and it's not healthy for you over the long run. Right? So my challenge to you is this. Do things, do things that will benefit your mental health with, with Facebook, with Twitter, with Instagram. Embrace the good part of those tools, but reject the bad part of them. Put limits in place to help you and get somebody else involved in this journey with you. Get somebody else involved in this that can help you along the way. When you tell somebody, this is what I'm struggling with and this is what I want to do, that person can keep you accountable, hold you accountable. 
um, and, and that is super beneficial. So there you go. There you have it. Social media, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and some things that you might need to consider uh, to help uh, your anxiety levels. Well, thanks for listening to the Born Again Anxious podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Additionally, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we'd love to connect on Facebook. So just go to facebook.com slash bornagainanxious and join our private Facebook group, or you can simply find us by searching Born Again Anxious.